Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a lot of news this week. We got a bunch of new releases. The SAG strike still goes on. And Beyonce is also headed to theaters and more. So let's talk about the domestic top five. Opening in first place is Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie with 23 million. Opening in second place was Saw X with 18 million. Third place was The Creator, which opened to 14 million dollars. And fourth place was The Nun 2 with 4.6 million for a total of 76.7 million. And in fifth place was The Blind, which opened to 4.1 million dollars. So we had a slew of new releases this weekend. Paw Patrol did well with a bigger opening from the first one back in 2021, which opened to 13 million. To be fair, I believe that one had a dual release with Paramount Plus, which would have affected numbers a bit. But this still shows there is no lack of interest in these pups, and now a third film is on the way. For Lionsgate, they had a great weekend with Saw X increasing from the last film, Spiral, which only opened to 8.7 million. And thanks to the $13 million budget for the film, this is likely now to make a profit at box office. Sadly, for 20th Century Studios and Disney, they had another disappointing weekend. With the creator, $14 million isn't a good start. And what sucks is the reported budget for this is $80 million. So it doesn't even need to be a breakout hit. It just needs to do decent enough. And if it doesn't hold, it's not going to. I will say, for $80 million, this film looks amazing. You can tell they really put every single dollar to use. I still need to see it, but I hope it does well at the box office. China's box office had a good weekend thanks to the Mid-Autumn Festival, and with October 1st being China's National Day. Due to this, we got a number of new Chinese films. Uh, so coming in at first place is Under the Light with $54.6 million. And with its Thursday release, it's now at $61.7 million. Opening in second place is The X-Files 4 Marriage Plan with $41.1 million, with a total of $53.6 million. It too also opened on Thursday, not Friday. In third place was The Volunteers with $30.6 million for a total of $34.3 million. Again, that one, a lot of these opened on Thursday, basically. Fourth place was Moscow Mission, which opened to 22.8 million. And in fifth place it was Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, with 5.3 million. So definitely a great weekend for the box office. Taking a look at worldwide numbers, we have Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, earning 23.1 million for a worldwide total of 46.1 million dollars. Saw X earned 11.3 million. For a worldwide total now of 29.3 million, the creator made 18.3 million. For a worldwide opening weekend of 32.3 million, the Nun 2 earned another 12.8 million. For a worldwide total of 231.2 million, the Equalizer 3 earned 3.1 million. For a worldwide total now of 158.3 million, Haunting in Venice is getting closer to 100 million worldwide, with it now at 89.8 million. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is now at 176.7 million worldwide, and Oppenheimer is at 933.7 million worldwide. Kicking off news in Hollywood, 
Uh, we have an update on the strikes for the WGA deadline exclusively reported that the union has sent out the ballots to its members for the vote to ratify the contract. As for SAG, well, they have met throughout the week with the studios, and while talks have progressed, no deal has been reached yet. In an update from Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour, AMC Theaters announced that pre-sales for the tickets have now hit $100 million worldwide. Uh, this is going to have a real strong opening weekend, thanks to fans, and if they are in for repeat viewings, this could very well hit four or $500 million worldwide. Really depends on how it does in the following weekends, but right now, a really strong start. As for what AMC Theaters is going to distribute next, well, it's a Beyoncé film. Beyoncé has announced that a film focused on her Renaissance tour will be hitting theaters on December 1st. Now, if they focused on her tour, because it'll be a mix of concert film as well as behind-the-scenes footage, compared to the Eras tour, where it's just a concert film. So, I would say kind of more like a, uh, a little, slightly bit more of a documentary, you know, compared to the Eras tour. Like Taylor Swift, right now it'll only be released in the US, Canada, and Mexico on the 1st, but the plan is to add other countries. As for ticket prices, they will cost $22. I think if Beyonce does well at the box office, then this could lead to other artists down the road doing something similar, because for them, it would open another revenue stream. And for AMC, obviously, they would hope to partner up and distribute for them. Speaking of artists, Universal will be handling the international distribution of the Michael Jackson biopic Michael for Lionsgate. So Lionsgate will distribute domestically and Universal will distribute worldwide besides Japan. Production is reportedly set to move forward after the SAG strike is over. So I could see this becoming a release uh, in 2025, maybe during the holidays. Warner Brothers and Kevin Costner are doing something pretty interesting with their upcoming Western film series Horizon by releasing two of them within weeks of each other. So it was announced that Horizon, an American Saga, Chapter 1, will come out in theaters June 28th next year, and Chapter 2 will be toward the end of summer, coming out August 16th. They also released a teaser trailer for it as well. I think this is a very interesting move, as it will stay in the public's mind longer than having them to remind in a few years, hey, remember that Western? We have another Western. It's the sequel coming out. Right. It also probably does help them save money on marketing because now they just need to do one big marketing campaign for for the movies instead of two separate ones now because you can market now in like just general hey chapter one's coming out now or coming out in june two months later less than two months really chapter two is coming out so and they can say that which would help them save money um, so yeah, the box office for this is going to be real interesting. Universal is not having a good time right now with reviews for The Exorcist Believer now coming out, and it's bad. For the most part, reviewers are trashing the film, with it now having a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, typically horror films can be pretty critic-proof. We'll have to wait and see if that's the case here. In a push to get people knowing about the new Mean Girls movie, Paramount has uploaded the original film split into TikTok clips on October 3rd, which is Mean Girls Day. The musical take on the movie will come out January 12th. Bob Iger has another headache to deal with at Disney, as the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Nelson Peltz is planning to once again get himself on the board of directors and is now asking for more than that, with the journal saying he and his try-and fund will request multiple seats on the board, with one being for himself. Obviously, if this happens, this would reverse him dropping his push at the start of the year, thanks to Iger doing some of what he wanted including cutting costs and laying off employees. This guy is kind of annoying as it's hard for Disney to try and turn the ship around if he's going to keep pestering them like this. Who knows? 
it's only reporting it right now, so let's see if it turns out to be a formal request. Uh, we did get some layoffs in the industry, with Variety exclusively reporting that anonymous content has laid off 8% of their staff across all divisions. And Deadline is exclusively reporting that DreamWorks Animation is laying off 4% of, the, of its staff, or around 70 people. Hopefully for everyone that lost their job, that they'll be able to land on their feet soon. Before we move over to VOD Premium, we did, we did get a few trailers this week. First, Landscape released the first trailer for Silent Night. This is the John Woo action, action film starring Joel Kinnaman. Trailer looked good, and again, the hook for this is where there's very little dialogue in the film due to the main character losing their voice. So definitely a more unique action film, and it comes out in theaters December 1st. Wellgo USA released a trailer for Your Lucky Day, a film directed by Dan Brown. The film was also one of the final performances of Angus Cloud, who sadly died earlier this year. It will be released in theaters on November 10th, and then goes straight to digital to buy on the 14th. So, more of a limited release in theaters. Amazon MGM Studios have released the first trailer for The Beekeepers, a David Ayer action film starring Jason Statham. Produced by Miramax, the film looks kind of eh. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't look anything special. It's like one of those movies perfect for watching on a plane. Anyway, before you watch it on a plane, it will be heading to theaters on January 12th. Let's go to AMC first as we switch over to the VOD premium side of the podcast. Variety is exclusively reporting that The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon is a big hit for AMC. In the first three weeks, the show has the biggest premiere on AMC+. Plus taking the title from the other Walking Dead show, Dead City. Also, as of now, Daryl Dixon is on track to become the most watched show on the service. Now, with it being one of the smaller services, that is not too much of an, of an achievement in the grand scheme of things in regards to streaming. However, it shows that people are still really interested in The Walking Dead and will go to AMC Plus to watch it, which is great for AMC. That's what they want. Now, I'm really curious about their updated streaming subscriber numbers. Now, you might have noticed a few minutes ago when I was talking about the beekeepers, I said Amazon MGM Studios, and not just MGM. Well, there's a reason for that. Amazon Studios is no more, as it's been announced that moving forward, it'll be called Amazon MGM Studios. This lines up with Amazon MGM Studios distribution that was set up back in May. Uh, and look, really the only thing that changes here is the name, which helps reflect that Amazon MGM Studios distributes both Amazon Prime Originals as well as MGM Films. Variety exclusively first reported on the change. We did get some cancellations this week with Paramount Plus canceling the iCarly reboot after three seasons. I'm not sure if it's right to call it a reboot as it is a continuation from the original show, but anyway. If Paramount Plus is still looking to bring back old shows, I would love it if they brought back Ned's Declassified Guide. I'd watch that, absolutely. Now we talked about anonymous content earlier in the episode because they were doing layoffs. But it seems while they need to cut people, they apparently have enough money to get Cyberpunk 2077. That's right, a live action project is in the works between CD Projekt Red and Anonymous Content. Obviously this is in very early development, but would they have the budget for this? I mean, if you want to do a live action Cyberpunk series, it's gonna cost quite a bit. I guess we'll see. Over at Netflix, they have canceled Vikings Valhalla after three seasons. The third season has yet to air and will come out sometime in 2024. As for the top 10 chart at Netflix for TV shows, 
The final season of Sex Education stayed in first place with 13.4 million views, and enough interest in the show has brought the first season in the top 10, coming in at 9th place with 1.9 million views. One Piece is still in the top 10, coming in at 6th place with 3.8 million views. For movies, Reptile debuted in first place with 17.7 million views. This is the crime thriller starring Bianco del Toro, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Silverstone. This isn't too much of a surprise, as I mentioned a few episodes ago. Cable companies might not be happy. And indeed, DirecTV has sent a letter to Warner Brothers Discovery saying that the similarities between CNN and the new CNN Max are enough that it violates their carriage contract. As for Warner Brothers Discovery's response, well, they think it doesn't because the purpose of CNN Max is to reach a different audience than the one cable and satellite has, a.k.a. they want the CNN Max is geared to younger people. There's not a lot of 20, 30-year-olds that have cable. Uh, here is part of their statement. Quote, WBD maintains strong and meaningful relationships with our affiliate partners. Our partners are aware of and understand our rationale with Max, which is to reach new audiences. End quote. I mean, look, Warner Brothers Discovery is right that CNN Max is for a different audience. Take me for example. I'm not going to be signing up to DirecTV just to watch CNN, or any cable channel for that matter. But I might watch CNN for a few minutes here and there while on Max. I have a feeling that the letter is all DirecTV will do, because if there was something in the contract that they could actually point to, right, I, th I think the letter is all they can do, because, again, if there's something in the contract that clearly points to it being breached, Warner Brothers breached the contract, they would be either threatened or actually filed a lawsuit, and they haven't. Uh, one thing to keep an eye out on, though, is when the carriage contract is up for renewal, they might do something similar to Charter and push back on the terms, right, with Charter Disney, and they might even ask uh, for a similar deal, which is, hey, you want to keep doing this? That's fine. You need to give us add the ad tier of Max for our customers and all that. So we'll see. Disney Plus's Korean show Moving is starting to win some awards at the Asia Contest Awards and Global OTT Awards. It walked away winning six of them, including Best Writer, Best Creative, and Best Visual Effects. Whip Media has released a new study reviewing customer satisfaction with streaming services, and in first place was Max. Max was also the top streamer for customer satisfaction as well last year. For this year, overall, 88% of customers were satisfied with Max. In second place, right behind it was Hulu with 87%. Third place was Disney Plus with 85%. And in fourth place was Apple TV Plus with 81%. Netflix came in 6th place with 77% satisfied. As for why the low ranking, well, different factors come into play with determining the final score, and Netflix was in last place for the category of perceived value. So people aren't thinking they're getting a lot of value for Netflix. It did, however, come in first place for user experience as considered to be the most indispensable service. I take it that all the price increases recently have hurt its value proposition compared to other streamers, but when they actually use the service, customers do enjoy using Netflix. Another fun fact about the study is that the best two improved services compared to last year are Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus, both increasing by 5% year over year.
Now let's finish up with the Nielsen Top 10 for the week of September 4th to the 10th. Suits has now broken another record as the TV show with the most number one appearances on the streaming Top 10 chart. So yeah, came in first place again. Shocker. Uh, this time with 2.36 billion minutes watched. One Piece came in third place with 1.4 billion minutes watched. And for Disney+, Plus, The Little Mermaid debuted strong with it coming in fourth overall. And in first place on the top 10 movies with 1.37 billion minutes watched. And as of this episode of Box Office Receipts, if you want to follow me on X, Threads, Instagram, or Facebook, links to those are in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.